say hello to Floyd Little and Jim Brown, Sean Tucker in the orange record books with his fifth touchdown of the game. All across CNY. Kick the tires and light the fires, Big Daddy. It's the 315. Hardy faking feeds the great Jameson. He scores! Here's Brian Higgins. Here we are. We have made it to Friday. Day two post Bayheim. After Bayheim. It's day two AB. How we doing? How we doing today? We've we've had the press conference. We've had the handshakes and the hugs. The smiles and the tears. How's everyone feeling today? The uh, the make good between the university and the Hall of Famer. We had the awkwardness. We had the day in between, and uh, now we've settled it out. But officially, officially, officially now, Adrian Red Autry, the new head coach of the Syracuse University uh, men's basketball team, introduced, applauded, and the uh, the whole thing. And uh, congrats to Red. Say, who, who knows how it's going to work out? This is nothing about red. It's just, you could have put anyone on earth in this situation, and the question would remain, who knows how this is going to work out? Zero clue. Zero clue down the line. But we wish the best for red. Uh, great guy. We've gotten to know him a lot over the years, uh, of course. He's uh, joined this program this season on uh, Mondays. Was on with Orange Nation earlier today. We'll uh, listen back to a little bit of that throughout the show. We will uh, listen back to uh, some of the moments, uh, specifically some of uh, Jim Beheim's moments from this morning's press conference uh, throughout the show. Uh, in about an hour, we'll talk to uh, Mario Sacco. We'd just like to talk to Mario on Fridays. Six pack? I don't know. Do we got do we got time for picks? We, we doing that? Is that a thing today? No, I don't know. Maybe. We'll see what Mario's got. But Mario's at the, uh, the press conference uh, this morning. We get the general vibe of the room and uh, the whole scene. You know, the team is there. You know what? Uh, what was the mood? We've we've seen the words, we've heard the words, but what, what what's the feel like in the room? Mario was in the room. Well, uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what he thinks about that. But it didn't get a lot of time to talk to y'all yesterday. We were chock full of former Syracuse players, and it was great talking to uh, Chris Joe and Gene Waldron. Had a chat with a Tom Thomas. Hadn't uh, talked to him in a hot minute. You know, it was kind of great running the gamut of uh, people that played for Jim and their experiences playing uh, for Jim. And it was good to pick uh, Chris's mind on what it was like playing for Red. Red came in halfway through his career. That's when uh, he started at Syracuse as an assistant coach. So we, we talked to a lot of those people yesterday and all of our other shows. We heard from a lot of other people. I know Preston Shumpert uh, and others. Howard Trish, I believe, was on with Axe yesterday. Demetrius Nichols and others was on Orange Nation. And a lot of guys were on uh, with Brent uh, a couple nights before right after the news broke. So we've heard from, uh, certainly not everybody, but we've heard from many. We've heard from uh, many people over the last two days that played uh, for Jim. But now it's uh, Red's time. And uh, your time today. We, we were limited in our time to uh, chat with each other yesterday. So phone lines open for a decent chunk of the show today at 315-437-7644 for uh, kind of whatever aspect of it you want to hit. Uh, the uh, final notes played today by uh, Jim Bam. Yeah, he says last time we'll hear from him. <laughs> okay, Jim. 
That would be something if Jim just like never did another interview. Like that was it. <laughs> just end close book. Like he's just here all the time and he just doesn't talk to anybody. That would be kind of amazing in its own way. But, you know, your thoughts, uh, Jim, your thoughts on Red going forward. Where's the program at? What What do you think? Where are we at? Where are we going? But it's an interesting day because now you, you officially turn the page forward and, man, you, you already kind of heard the, the, the gears turning in Red's brain. Because, you know, I don't know the exact time. Like, when did Red know? What did Red know and when did he know it? I don't know the exact timeline. I don't know when he exactly knew, but let's be real here. Red's had to, if not known, he's had to have a pretty good inkling for a pretty long time here that he was going to be the next head coach. Or at minimum, he had to be planning like it. So I'm sure he's had many thoughts of stuff he wants to do. We talk about man. We talk about zone. We talk about uh, recruiting. Talk about filling out his staff. You can talk about, I mean, stuff is, okay, how do you want to run a meeting? How do you want to run a practice? How do you want to run a, a shoot-around? A red, very integral in effect. There is a shoot-around uh, these days. How do you want to do a walk-through? What do you want to be a pregame meal? How do you want to travel? Where am I going to sit on the plane? What What do I want to hang on the wall in the office? Like, there are a lot of thoughts that go through your mind when you are preparing for the big chair. Like, a lot of thoughts that go through your mind when you're preparing for the big chair. But you cannot actually, you cannot actually enact any of them until you're in the big chair. You can think anything you want. You can suggest it to the head coach. And that's it. You can't do the stuff you want to do until you're in the big chair. Well, Red's in the big chair. And my, does life come at you fast? He said it. He's been he's not sleeping a lot. I think Steve mentioned it to him in the interview. He's like, oh, by the by, daylight savings time is this weekend. Spring forward, Red. That's one less hour to get stuff done. And then the transfer portal, man, is on Monday. So, like, okay, I'm getting ready, getting ready, getting ready. And then you are, it's not like a, a soft opening here. You are shot out of a cannon into the stuff you got to do, which step one is roster retention. I don't think Red directly answered, you know, is everybody welcome back? But he's going to have conversations, and this is what you do. You do you do a little exit interview with a head coach when the season's over. Well, normally that would be you sit down with Jim. Now it means you sit down with Red. So, like, that's going to happen quickly if it's not already started happening. Like, and this is not he's going to sit down with each guy for two hours, but you need to sit down with you got your 12 guys, and that includes John Bowl, and he's made his intentions clear already. But you sit down with all of them. And this does not mean that the 18, 19, 20-year-olds need to have a <clears throat> ironclad plan about their future. But if you are red sitting here on Friday with the transfer portal 72 hours in your future, you got to have a good sense of, okay, do you want to come back? What What are you thinking? What are you leaning? If you're Judah, are you leaning toward coming back? Are you leaning toward testing the draft waters? If you're Joe, are you leaning toward a fifth year? Are you Are you not? Benny, hey, I was your I was your position coach. What does that mean? Same with Chris Bell. Same with Justin Taylor. Like you gotta you gotta have those conversations now and, and be ready to roll. So man, it's it's years of planning. Like, if you're ever in a job like Red's, you think about that stuff all the time. All right, I'm not the head coach. What would I do if I was? But it stays in your head because you don't get to do it. 
because that was Jim Beheim's job. Like if you're, I'm sure Red was doing it. Like if you're going to be a good head coach, like when those situations are happening during a game, what's going through your head is what would I do now? Now that's not the answer to the question when you're an assistant, but man, it's a lot of planning. It's a lot of thought. It's a lot of exercises like that. Then you're in the big chair and boom, you go. And now we watch. And now we watch. It'll be fun to watch. It'll be fun to see, you know, all right. Day two of the job. How ready are you on day two? Let's go. But, man, you don't have time to wait here because, okay, this is day two of the job. Day three is Saturday. Day four is Sunday. Day five, the transfer portal opens. Godspeed. And then we will sh- shall see where it happens. We shall see where it goes. It's going to be a very interesting to watch. This whole week was going to be interesting to watch this whole month, regardless of uh, whom the Syracuse basketball head coach was. And now it's red. It'll be interesting to watch now uh, to see to see what Red does. Who's going? And it's one you have to, it's twofold. You got to evaluate who's going and then quickly evaluate, okay, that how many are gone? Who's in the portal and how many do we got to bring? And it, it, it is twofold. But as I said, do want to talk to a lot of you today, as many as you would like to uh, chime in at 315-437-7644. So let's hit the phones uh, right off the bat today. We will uh, go to Jay in Baldwinsville leading us off. Jay, how are you doing today? Doing great, guys. Hey, listen, just a couple quick things. Um, the the first thing about Bayheim, what I saw today, to be honest with you, is kind of like that conversation a son has to have with his father when the roles are reversed a little bit. You know, people got to remember, this is a 78-year-old man who this is all he's known his whole life. It's almost like when you have to tell your father or a parent that, hey, listen, it, you know, you've lived in this house for years. You know, we can't take care of you anymore. We've got to get you into, like, an assisted living. It's, it's similar to that kind of thing where the university had to have that hard conversation because take away all the gruff exterior about Beheim, he's a scared 78-year-old guy that's only known one thing his whole life. Okay, and they had to rip the band-aid off. And today, listening to Bayheim a little bit, it almost like, you know, it's kind of like that similar thing when you're talking to your parent about that thing, that they kind of resign themselves to the fact that this is happening and that, you know, they use the words like, I'm excited about retirement and stuff like that. So, I mean, I think really people just have to look at the fact that it was really all on Bayheim. The university had to act like the sun and put their arms around the, the shoulder of them and say, it's time, and don't worry, we're going to take care of you in some capacity. That's why Beheim was so relieved that he was getting a, uh, that he was getting some sort of a job with the university at the end. So, and then lastly, um, the thing about Red, when they asked him today about what his immediate challenges are, I was a little nervous when he said, um, you know, no, no real immediate challenges. Um, you know, I've been here a while. I know what to do. I, I would have rather liked him to see kind of how you opened your show saying, listen, we got to get our team straight. We need to know who's coming back, and we've got to look at the portal and that kind of thing. So not banging on him his first day, but when they ask what's the immediate challenges and he comes back with, well, none really, uh, that, that just kind of, my, my eyebrows went up on that one. And, and, and I'll take your comments off the air. Thank you. All right, Jay. You know, I'd say on that on red, I'd almost take it the other way. Uh, on what he's saying, and I've been here a while, I know what to do. Yeah. That, now it is challenging. Like he's got to go do it now, but that's a guy that sounds like he is confident and yeah he is aware there are challenges but he's confident in what he is about to go do to address them so i think it's easy to read that as um as a good thing now 
if we uh, if you cross paths with Red on Wednesday, I mean, you know, it's going to get you a little glassy-eyed getting through this, uh, you know, week one, no matter how well it goes. Because like, you're going to hit some stuff, like, no matter how well you think you're prepared, like, there, there's going to be some stuff. But, yeah, I, I almost take that as a sign. It's like, yeah, I know what I got to do. We got these 12 guys here. I got to get it sorted out. I know that. It's never been my gig to do it, but I got to go do it now. As far as the other thing, uh, it's, a, it's an aggressive analogy, but I, I think there's some of it. I mean, we saw, and, you know, say what they want. Things got cleaned up and put away and... You know, we'll look back in a million years and, you know, it'll be kind of like Wednesday never happened. But two days later, Wednesday did happen. The Band-Aid in many ways with Bayheim, it did need to be ripped off. Now, I don't know if we gotta, we're got we talking about putting Bayheim in a home. Bayheim just put himself in another home. It's on a lake. Like he, He's going to be okay. But, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be really interesting because... You know, so many times, like, you get a job as a a college head coach. The transfer portal has changed this. Like, your first few weeks of the job are, it's it will not be as public as what's going to happen already here in the next week. Because, like, the stuff that we care about about the job is like, all right, who's going to be on the team next year? It's going to be very obvious to us what is happening (laughs) on the first week of his job. Like, our name's in the portal, our name's coming out of the portal. Like there will be no secrets on on that part of it with Red. Like in in years past, all right, yeah, coach leaves, some players transfer, uh, okay, whatever. But then you know the guy sort of you know in the quiet and goes goes to work and gets recruiting and gets his staff and whatever. Like with Red here, man, it it's going to be there. What 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 do you think we're going to be talking about on the show on Monday? Do we think zero Syracuse basketball players are going to be in the portal on Monday? Like, that would be a naive thought. Like, what do you think we're talking about on Monday? Like his, his stuff's going to be in the street, uh, good, bad, or otherwise, and it's going to get broken down and the whole thing. like, and This this is going to happen to all new co-coaches. Like I, I realize Red's got the jump on it here this year over uh, most new coaches, but this, this is going to be happening. This is the transfer portal world. Like, welcome, here's your job. Transfer portal's open, and good luck to you. Good luck to you. So we're gonna we're gonna see that breakdown right in front of our face next week. It it will be fascinating, and it it could show up. We could be looking back in a week's time and say, "Man, portal was quiet." How about that? The guys must really like red. Like you could get through this stretch here, and, and that could be a really good sign of confidence in sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one-year-old somethings. Good Adrian Autry. Like, it could turn out. Maybe that's why Red's so serene with the whole thing. Maybe he feels really good about what's about to happen here in the next few days. All right, back to the phones. Vito is with us. Vito, what's up, man? Hey, man. It's uh, what a day today. Um, I mean, I will say, you know, seeing Bayheim kind of like let us see his emotion side, I guess, his emotional side, that was kind of um, odd. Uh, that's kind of the first time we could probably all say Syracuse fans, we saw him cry um, when he brought up his wife and his kids uh, that brought tears to my eyes. It was, it was sad. I mean, I know I've been on the air saying, you know, it's time for him to retire. It's, it's nothing personal, you know, and when you look back at, at these last few years, you know, last two years, the record's 33 and 32. I want, this is actually in even 10 years now in the ACC. Okay, the record in the ACC in the regular season, not counting the tournament, which would make it worse, is 98 and 86. 
to me, as a Syracuse fan, that's unacceptable. That first year we came into the ACC was great. Uh, they were 14-4. and four. They, they finished second. Ever since then, in the remaining nine years, they finished at or below 500 in seven of those years. They had a couple or six of those nine years. Two years they were 10 and eight, and then they were nine and seven. They've hovered around 500 every year. So to me at this point, it's like, okay, you've had 10 years. I know, I understand they had the sanctions to deal with for the first four or so years, but since then it's, it has not changed. And, and like the last caller said, it's like, you know, at, at, at a certain point, the university had to say enough's enough. You know, we, we need to see what's next. And, and I, I don't like the fact that they did, they did not conduct a national search. Um, but I understand a lot of pressures put on by the portal opening up on Monday, Autry's done his rounds. He's been at Virginia Tech. He's been under Bayheim's wing as an assistant coach for several years. I got to believe he's capable of handling this. Um, I believe he was the one that talked Benny into coming back during that period of strife there. Um, so, I, you know, with, with Autry leading the way, I think maybe he's going to save some people that otherwise would have gone to the portal. I do want to say this. I'm very intrigued by Kamari Lands declaring for the portal today. Uh, Drew and Pat, they know I've predicted that Lance will land here, uh, no pun intended. I would love to see Lance come back here in place of Bell if, in fact, Bell leaves. I think that would be great. Um, the other thing I want to throw around is, and I said this before on the airwaves, 9-37, and 37, despite Pauly thinking that's completely acceptable against Duke, North Carolina, and Virginia, is completely unacceptable in my book. 98-86 and 86 in the ACC. Nine and thirty-seven against those teams, never finishing above seventh place in the last nine years in the ACC. That's unacceptable, and that speaks to me that we were not going to get any better under the previous coach. And the future is bright, in my opinion. I like Autry. I think he's capable, and I'm excited. Uh, Arvino, I will addend your number there. It was ten and thirty-seven. If that makes you feel any, if feel any better about life, I, I did this last week with those numbers. Um, I'll say this: like, is that number good? No, of course it's not. And that's the number in in the ACC over the years against Duke, Carolina, and Virginia. Everybody else in the league also stunk against them. Now I realize we'd wish Syracuse would be uh, better, but like nobody did better than like a thirty-some odd winning percentage against uh, those three in the league. Uh, I don't know about you, Vito. Honestly, like we'd prefer those numbers to be better. What stood out to me there is, man, Virginia's been what? What, what a great job that uh, Tony Bennett yeah. has done. Was that was the main well, thing I took away from all that? Let me say this too. I mean, when you look at the portal, provides an opportunity that you think a coach like Beheim would immediately take advantage of that, right? So you look at Pitt. Case in point, they were horrific last year. Capel turned them around and immediately, for all intents and pur- purposes, they could have been number one. Uh, if not for the last game there, uh, and 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 just there's been multiple opportunities like that to to turn this around, and it just hasn't happened. And to see Capel do it in one year just you know spoke to me even more that it's just not going to happen under Bayheim. You know, I mean, one year, look how good they became. So let's just see what happens. I mean, contrary to what people think, based on my recent calls, I I am sad. You know, I. I have pictures with Derek Coleman and Bayheim. I raised money for the Kidney Foundation when I was like 11 years old. I raised a lot of money for them, for the university, uh, you know, doing that. I, it was a long time ago, the Kidney Foundation. Mm-hmm. Autographed picture with uh, Bayheim and Coleman and, um, 
they had SU player used to come to our elementary school back in the day, and it's it's just a really sad day for all of us. Yeah, that's I'll, all I got. All right, Vito, thank you. I says you know callers like Vito or Pat or whomever. You know, a, a lot of our listeners put myself in the same category. We've been fans, observers, or whatever of Syracuse basketball for a very long time, and like all we've known is Jim Behan. And I said it yesterday. Yes, I get it. Some of you go back a, a little bit further. But uh, the majority of, you know, people now, like all you know about Syracuse basketball is something related to Jim Beheim. Yeah, of course, there's other moments, Jerry and Mello or DC or, you know, if you like Red as a player or whatever. Yeah, but it, no matter how far you go, it ties back to Jim Beheim. So, yeah, this day hits you. Like whether you thought it was time, whether you thought he needed another year, whether you thought it was time a decade ago, whatever you thought, whether you thought it was time in 1985. Some of you might have thought that was a few years too long. Yeah, we know how it is. It's going to hit y'all. It's going to hit y'all. That's what it is. It's a, it's a day of uh, emotion because now, and I think that's why it was very important that Jim did speak today. We'll play back some of that later. That it would have been really, really awkward had that whole press conference happened today minus the Jim Beheim part. That, that would have been weird. <laughs> Oh, man, that would have been weird. So thank goodness. Thank goodness we got the whole thing. At least today, you know, everybody did it upright today. Everybody did it upright today in that way, and especially Jim, especially uh, read the two main parties involved in that. All right, with that, we'll take a break. Back to the phones when we come back. 315-437-7644 is the number. More from you. We'll hear from Moran. We'll hear from uh, Jim. Sound from earlier today as we roll along. Mario Sacco will join us. He was at that whole shindig uh, this morning, he'll stop by at the top of the next hour. That's our program today. Back after this on QSportsTalk.com and ESPN Radio. ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. All across CNY, it's the 315. Here's Brian Higgins. All right, roll along here on this uh, Friday. Man, what a week. What a week. Has anything happened this week? Nah. All right. Phone lines open, 315-437-7644. As said yesterday, we heard from so many former players that it was was, we were playing the hits. We heard from players from the 70s, 80s, 90s, and today. But uh, today, I want to hear from you, the fans from the 70s, 80s, 90s, and uh, today that were watching uh, all of it. What, What do you make of all of this? What do you make of... Uh, the official exit of Jim Beheim, the official beginning of Adrian Red Autry. What do you make of it all? I like a coach that comes in with a ready-made nickname. That's always good. That's always good. You never know. Like a lot of coaches, you call him coach. Nobody's going to call Red coach. He's going to be Red. I kind of like that. Anywho, back to the phones. Scooter is with us. Scooter, hello. You guys, uh, the, full, no, the full transparency, I'm about as equal to the football and the basketball program. If I had a choice to be quite candid and they only have one choice, who would win the national championship basketball or football? I would choose football. Mm-hmm. I've been a, been a fan of both. My San Archibald stadium on concrete where you can get a frostbite on one side and the, and the other side, a sunburn. If you're sitting on the wrong side <laughs> and you get that in the same, the same game, you can end up in the emergency room. You're actually at the same game. And I said it, I sat in Manly Fieldhouse when there was a dirt floor and actually, uh, you know, it had like wooden blades. So basically the carrier dome was actually an upgrade when they opened that for me. Uh, but the bottom line is this, is that it's interesting 
they must be happy the way that things are going because when when you're happy you stay in you stay in house. Class examples: Duke and North Carolina uh, both went to the tournament. They didn't want to upset the, the apple cart, so they stayed in house. But when you're not you're not happy the way the program's going, you go out of house. And even even Syracuse football choose that. That after Doug Marone, they stayed in house with Schaefer. They weren't happy with the, where the program's going. They went out house and of course brought in Dino. And if you look at that, so they must be happy where where the program is going because they didn't because they actually didn't look nationally. Everything was quick and it was to the point. So they must be happy where the program direction is. But normally, if you're not, then you you kind of look somewhere else. And that's that's why I thought the that's why I thought the interesting part was is that they really didn't look. It it was going to be red. And I, to be honest, everybody thought it was going to be Jerry too. And it'll be interesting to see if Jerry wants to be sort of like a Bernie Fine and is happy being an assistant coach and he maybe he's happy in Syracuse and the, the money he's making and, and maybe some business interest. But if he really wants to be a head coach and he knows that he's not the guy, then I think he should be looking if he wants to be, you know, a head coach. But that's what Hopkins did. He went on his own knowing that, you know, he wasn't, you know, he went away around for another five or six years. But that's why I find it interesting. Like I said, they must be happy with the direction because they'd even looked outside the program. Yeah, and I wonder, Scooter, I mean, I'm, I'd like to think anyway. Like, obviously no official interviews were done with anyone outside uh, the program. But you wonder, were any tires kicked, like in back channels on – uh, uh, who I don't, I don't even have any, a name to toss out here, but uh, on somebody. But I, I think the Jerry question is very interesting. Like you know, Red mentioned it today. Like he's got Jerry and Griff on staff, and that's great. But also, like the coaching carousel has not started for the rest of the country at right. Scooter. So, like if you're Jerry, are you going to entertain a lower level head coaching job and later on in you know a couple weeks if if you're him? I, I think that's going to be uh, fascinating to watch. And if I'm Jerry, I can make the argument either way, depending on what your what your goals are. So I, I think that's going to be a uh, a very interesting next step uh, as far as he's concerned. Well, if Notre Dame is smart, there's a coach just down the road on Route 20 in Hamilton that uh, that, that that job should open. If it isn't, then the, 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 he loves the area, which would be great. Maybe he loves the area, but that that should open you know, a program like that. And that's where you cut your, 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 your bones. If you can continue winning at lower-level programs, that's what catches people's attention. And Jerry you know, probably would fit that mold because they like to run and gun and have fun and that I kind of feel that would have been Jerry's MO as to get up and down the court and shoot threes. Uh, yeah, I mean that, that's modern ball as we uh, know Scooter and Scooter. Thanks as always uh, for yep. the call. It'll be really interesting uh, with Jerry. We haven't, you know, Jerry was there at the press conference and, you know, he looked happy and all for it. Like, Jerry's going to say do all the right things. It, no, I don't think, I don't think there's any animosity. Be, like, say it came down to, okay, we have to pick red or, or Jerry, like, and, and both of them really want the job. Well, of course, if you're Jerry, if you really wanted the job, you'll be disappointed that you didn't get it. But maybe my read is wrong here. I, I don't think if I'm Jerry, I'd be, like, disappointed that Red got it. You're disappointed you didn't. But like, as far as I know, like, those three all get along just fine, adding, adding Griff to the pile uh, there. So if, like, push comes to shove and Jerry's back here next year and he's the associate coach or whatever, like, I, I don't think there'll be any animosity or ill will or anything like uh, that. But... Like, if you're Jerry, and we always thought this for years for Hop, and then somehow it worked out the other way. Like, there was the rumors of Hop with the, the Bonnie job or BC at one point. You always, you always thought, man, oh, this guy's going to leave, and then he'll do this, and then he can come back later. And then he never did. So, and, hey, Jerry's tight with Hop, too. So he can look at how Mike's career went and, you know, wishing the best for Hop. We'll see how things go for him, you know, this weekend and into the near future if Washington opts to uh, retain him uh, for what would be his 
uh, seventh season after they bowed out of the Pac-12 tournament a couple days ago. But, you know, Jerry's going to put that all in the pot and come out uh, with a decision. That said, you know, we love Jerry and, and the whole thing. I have confidence in Red. Like, Red knows enough people in basketball that if Jerry ends up elsewhere for somewhere, it's not like Red's going to be stunned and not know he has to go get a, uh, another assistant coach. So we'll see how it all plays out. will be interesting to see how he opts to fill the third assistant spot uh, as remains open in inside the family, outside the family, the, the profile, recruiting profile, what what kind of person he brings in. So we'll see on that. All right, back to the phones. Pat in the queues is with us. Pat, hello. I just really hope, uh, first and foremost, it, it was really a uh, revealing moment for me. Uh, leaving work today, I, I turn your show on, and, and I hear my boy Vito, and I, I almost couldn't believe what I heard and how genuine he was because I, I've known Vito for a long, long time. Uh, we've had way too many conversations uh, about Syracuse basketball uh, down to the stupid rotations of the zone, you name it. For, for him to come full circle on the public airs, uh, shout out to him. Uh, you know, the the 22 people who call sports radio in Syracuse, um, my take is this, um, and, you know, I've had these conversations with people in my family and, you know, the likes of Dro and, and, and some other people who – uh, would label themselves Bayheim homers. When you stick your neck out there into the public, you have to be, uh, you know, willing to, to number one, be misrepresented because you only get a, a small amount of time to say what you need to say. And it, you may not have the best choice of words. You may be misrepresented. You may not have all the information. So it's sports radio. It's supposed to be fun. Um, and, and I will always look at it that way. Um, but what I will say moving forward is I hope this program gets a little more aggressive with their uh, timelines. And what I mean by that, the beginning of the demise of the program started with Quad A Green. It really, really did. Um, we waited on him. We didn't give him an ultimatum. And then for seven years, we were looking for a point guard. And uh, up in, up until um, we landed Judah, who was a really a makeshift point guard, but Nobody would complain about um, what he did this year and, and, and how he really sharpened that learning curve. My point with that this year is we, we got to get answers from almost everybody. You know, almost like we have to either re, we have to retain who we knew, who we think we can retain and recruit them guys all over again and get solid answers. And then if not, we, we, need, we, need, to, we need to be ahead of the curve because let's face it, Brian. Sunday is election Sunday, and nobody is even on the radar with that in Syracuse. And the reason is, this season's over. The season is over for, for us. So I think that is an advantage, that other teams that might be playing three, four weeks, right, they, they can't be first in line because they just can't be. We can get guys in, guys out really quick, and I, and I, I think this is a crucial year. I'll leave you with one final thought about Joe. Um, I'm interested to see, I really thought if, if, and it sounds like Jerry's coming back, if Jerry was gone, I thought Joe was gone. I, 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 that's just the way I felt. I think now that Jerry's here, Joe will be here. It's been well documented, uh, that, uh, Joe is most likely in Newhouse and will be back. Who knows for sure. These are college kids and we're as close as we can get to them, you know, without being in their circle. So, 
I don't want to see the same substitution patterns. That's all I'm looking for. Zone man, blah, blah, blah. We can talk about that until the cows come home. I think that first caller before Vito, he nailed it. Jim does. Uh, he's tough as nails. Don't get me wrong. Jim will Jim will fight you, and uh, whether it's arm wrestling or ping pong or whatever, he is he's not going to back down. But he also lives in fear. He definitely does. Um, and I think uh, the, the the last piece I thought he might mention Buddy a little bit more specifically in his in his speech because I, I really think Buddy changed. Uh, let's face it, if Buddy Beheim didn't work his tail off, we we wouldn't be all sitting here talking about this today because Jim Jim would have hung it up. Of a few years ago. That's what changed everything. Buddy blew up. He knew he had an opportunity to coach his son. And you know what? In, in hindsight, who the heck can blame him? So, Brian, thanks for the airtime. I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of who's in, who's out. Uh, look, look, looking forward to, to the tournament starting Thursday. And, uh, you know, we're, we're going to still do what we do because, you know, we, we are, this is the college hoops town. And, uh, it's still going to be March Madness. Yeah. Thanks, thanks a lot, Brian. All right, Pat. We'll, we'll be watching the games uh, next week for sure. You'll be listening to them uh, right here on these airwaves, the Westwood One home of uh, March Madness here uh, in the queue. So we get, we'll have all all the games, all of the games, we tells you, um, are right here. Uh, the Gerard-Jerry thing, uh, I don't know. Like, uh, well, we'll probably talk to Pat on Monday. Like, something will happen with this, the portal on Monday, right? Like, I, I would be stunned if we get to the end of the day on Monday and there's not like a name from the Syracuse roster that's not in the portal. I mean, setting aside John Bola Jock. Uh, like somebody would be in the portal on Monday, right? Like oh, there'll be stuff to talk about. And we'll see. And, and that's going to be what Red is. Like Red, that's a, it's a big thing he's got to do first. It's A number one on what he's got to do first and then evaluate everybody else's players in the portal because you're going to reasonably have to equal volume out with volume in uh, to formulate your roster uh, for next year. So it's going to be fascinating uh, to watch, and you know, I, I know uh, Vito mentioned earlier Kamari Lands or something. That's why I'll be interested to, to see how, and this goes for anybody, but how Red handles the portal. And he talked about it earlier, and, and we can play this back in a little bit. Uh, the idea that you know it's more like speed dating, like you're recruiting people out of high school. Okay, you know them a little bit. So this, this program, they know Kamari Lands because they've recruited him. Well, there might be other players in the portal that, well, heck, they could be better. Then Kamari, they could be better for you than Kamari, or pick whomever that had Syracuse ties that'll be in the portal. This applied to you know Cole Swider uh, a couple of years ago. That you just don't know as much about them yet, because how could you? You can't know literally everybody out there or what they've done in college. There's not enough hours in the day. Like, oh yeah, I sort of remember this guy from this thing four years ago. Let's see what he's up to now. So it'll be interesting to see how that all goes. All right, let's get uh, one more call uh, before we uh, hit a break here. Wayne in the truck. Wayne, hello. Hey, I'm starting to get used to following Pat. It's, Seems like every call it, I follow Pat. It's <laughs> uncanny, Wade. It's like three or four in a row. You're on a roll here. But uh, no, I wanted to give Jim credit today. This this was the version of Jim that needed to be out there. He told the company line. I don't believe it was his decision to retire. I believe after that Georgia Tech game, that that wild act told him that they were moving on. Because if you think about it, the very next game was the Wake Forest game, and then he started complaining about, you know, the 22 at the end of his quote-unquote retirement speech. But um, I thought he did really well today, and he 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 dug the university out of a hole and 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 just completely changed the light of how outsiders are going to look at this whole thing. So that's all. I just wanted to give him. I've been critical of him. I wanted to give him credit. He did. He did phenomenal today. All right, Wayne. Uh, thanks for the call. Hey, you're right. Like uh, Jim Beheim, uh today, like 
for all the detractors about Beheim, and hey, like, if you are an observer of Jim Beheim, if you don't have a list of positives and negatives, you're not doing it right. Like there, there is plenty in both lists uh, to fill up a ream of paper on, on Jim Beheim, no matter how you want to cut it. But stuff like today, like the fact that Jim did that today, if you're surprised by that, you haven't been watching him for 47 years. If you were surprised he was able to pull that off today in the way he did today, like if you're surprised by this or you were surprised by Wednesday, if you're surprised by either, <laughs> you haven't been watching Jim for 47 years. That's what makes him him. That's what's made it such a ride here uh, for this whole time. That's what it is. That's why it's fun, man. <laughs> That's why this stuff's fun. Uh, just one quick wrap-up thought on uh, Gerard that Pat brought up. A, a lot of people are mentioning he's in Newhouse. I don't know that for a fact. I'll assume he is. Uh, just note a, a wee bit about the, the Newhouse broadcast grad program. Like, it's a full calendar year program. Those guys are pretty busy. I'm not going to say it's impossible to do, but when you're in a, uh, a multi-semester sport like basketball is in the fall and the, the spring semester, whoo! So to pull that puppy off, you're gonna you're gonna have to have some time management skills to pay the bills. So we'll uh, we'll see on uh, that. But uh, hey, if Joe does that, post game interview himself. Yeah, that's uh, that was Jordan's idea. I'm stealing Jordan's idea. Gerard is gonna post game interview himself next year. You can catch it live on QSportsTalk.com. We'll take a break. Three one five four three seven seventy six forty four. Stefan, hang on. We'll get to you when we uh, come back after this. It is QSportsTalk.com and ESPN Radio. Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse sports talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. It's the 315. Here's Brian Higgins. All right, rolling along here on this uh, Friday afternoon. 315-437-7644. If you want to get some uh, last calls in uh, for the day, for the week. We'll have a bit of an abbreviated week with you uh, next week due to tournament coverage. Because if, like, Westwood One's on the air next week, it is going to be here. You want the first four? Yeah. You want the second part of the first four? Uh, yeah. You want the first round games? Yeah. Uh, second round games? Yes. Uh, Sweet 16? Uh-huh. Elite 8? Yeah. Final four? Uh-huh. Title game? Yeah. We all here, right here. Full-on tip-to-final-whistle coverage of uh, the entirety of the NCAA tournament uh, via Westwood One on these airwaves so uh, no shows for us next uh, Thursday and uh, Friday due to all that coverage oh yeah, man no Westwood does a does a, a great job on uh, on all of that so uh, always a pleasure to listen to those games uh, throughout the year we're gonna, gonna have to play some calls and some texts out in the ether get some of those folks on the air in the uh, coming uh, weeks that is a that is a thing uh, for uh, another day but um, let's get into the Jim Beheim aspect of it a bit. We've talked a lot about Red today. We talked I mean we've talked plenty about Jim Beheim every day for forty seven years. But Jim this morning. Now say whatever you want about Wednesday and Wednesday's gonna have this is Jim Beheim writ large, right? Or writ small. Which way are we writing? Um like Jim Beheim is Wednesday and Jim Beheim is today. And it has been that for forty seven years. And that is whatever you want to make of it. Like Make of that whatever you want. You are both going to be right and wrong. And that is the beauty of it. And that is why like all these national articles we've seen about Jim over the last couple of days, like, okay, like you're not right or wrong, but that's your own tiny little slice from a tiny little glimpse. Like we're here in the kit. We've seen it all. We have seen it all for 47 years. And 
part of that experience is today because like when when Jim wants to leave it like he he left it uh, today, like, there's nobody better than him at doing that either. Like he put it out there, and uh, he said a lot of stuff as well as uh, one could say it here today. First off, let's get Jim on. I don't know. Was this a response to Paul Sibilia? Paul Sibilia? A lot of people have thoughts. on I don't know how Red's going to finish out his staff or recruiting type or, you know, everyone's a coach. Obviously, you coach stuff. But uh, Jim uh, put it out there that he's got uh, full confidence in the guy that's going to follow him up. Adrian Autry. I've I've known Adrian Autry since he was 16 years old. He had 30 in New York City against Kenny Anderson. And I said, that's a guy we got to get to come to Syracuse. A few years ago, we needed to get him to come back. He came back, and he's a great coach. I think someone said that Adrian should get an older mentor to help him coach. Adrian Autry does not need an older mentor to help him coach. He can coach. He's not here as a recruiter or a player. He's here as a coach, and he knows how to coach. And, you know, like the way Jim talks about you, there's not a better word of support from Jim to Red uh, than that. So he's the coach. He knows how to coach. Like Jim is, Jim is a, he's one that's like people know how to do their jobs. That That is his working assumption, that people know how to uh, do their jobs, and then hopefully they go do them. Like as People talk about he treats his players like pros. Well, go out and play. And play well. Where else is Jim today? There's there's a lot of emotions here. Here's uh, Jim on Syracuse. When I was 17 years old, I came to Syracuse right next door. It was a dirt floor practice field for football. Syracuse had lost 29 straight games in basketball, not football. I never left the school. I'm now 78 years old, and I'm probably most happy that I will never leave here. I'll never leave Syracuse, and I'll never leave Syracuse University. That was uh, Jim on that. You know, talking about, I don't think they've completely hammered out the specifics, but, you know, they've agreed to the idea. You know, Jim mentioned this on uh, Wednesday, that he'll be involved in some aspect of the university going forward. And, you know, of all of the no-brainers of all time, like, if that hadn't been accomplished, like, what are we even doing here? What are we even doing here? Like, you need funds raised? Well, I think Jim knows a little something about raising funds for the university, for his charity, whatever. You need that? You need, uh, you need like, NIL stuff? All right. You need you need somebody that uh, big donors or bigwig types need to meet with from campus that, you know, what they would think is worth their time. Uh, yeah, here's the guy. You need somebody to hang out in the box and watch the lacrosse game? I would, <laughs> you know what the best part about it is? I would, bet a, I would bet a good portion of money. I would bet a good portion of money that tomorrow at 4 o'clock when Syracuse is playing Hopkins inside the Dome, that Jim Beheim will be right where he always is, which is in one of the boxes. He's usually in the AD's box. Um, in the press box area at the Dome watching the lacrosse game. And I don't mean like at the lacrosse game 
and not paying attention to it and having snacks and, you know, chatting with people. I mean, watching the lacrosse game because he likes to watch the lacrosse game. And he would have been there regardless of if he uh, just retired. And the word retired actually was used today, so we can check that box. I think I heard it once, but it's officially been used. Um, retired from the head basketball coach position. <laughs> Maybe I could be wrong, but I bet a good deal of money that Jim Beheim will be in the Dome tomorrow, standing in the same spot he always does, watching the lacrosse game. And I bet if you ask him about the, the fun of tomorrow and ask him about Mike Powell getting his jersey retired tomorrow, Jim Beheim would have some Mike Powell uh, story of remembering watching him play in this game against this team, doing this thing, or uh, whatever. Like that guy, like all this other stuff, all this other stuff in basketball. And, like, we always hear him talking about basketball. All this press conference about basketball. Like, if you catch him, like, if you happen to catch him in the hallway in the summer or whatever and happen to talk to him for, like, 10 seconds or whatever, like, if it wasn't basketball season, he loves talking about all that stuff. Whatever that stuff is. Like, But, yeah, I bet he'll be there watching the, watching the likes game uh, tomorrow as if nothing ever happened. As it, people, oh, man, congrats. No, I'm watching. I'm trying to watch the game here. Like, they're playing the game. Can we please watch the game? Jim definitely wanted to make sure to get this point across, though, today, and that was about um, the fans of his program. There's one group, two groups I have to talk about. Our fans, I didn't think it would happen. They fooled me. They came in the weather. weather, They came in the winter. They walked across campus. It didn't matter if it was zero. Now if it's zero, the media tells you not to go to the grocery store. They came to the games. 31,000 people, zero, minus 10 wind chill, six feet of snow on the ground. They came to the games. That's what Syracuse basketball is. It's not me. It won't be Adrian. It's not the It's the fans. They made our program. Uh, it's a huge part. Like if, the Dome, Jim, Pro Washington, Louie and Bowie, whatever. Pick, pick, name all that stuff. Like Syracuse basketball isn't as much of a thing nationally if it's not, wow, there's 30,000 people in a building in Syracuse, New York, watching this thing happen in the middle of the winter. Like, that's all a big part of it. And the Jim uh, couldn't, couldn't leave the presser without uh, one final story time. I was going to leave 40, 61 years ago. I was going to go home. My mother said no. I said, these guys are too good for me. Dave Bang just scored 30 straight points against me. And she said, what about the other guys? <laughs> and I said, well, maybe. I said, well, she said, well, then all right, you'll be all right. <laughs> I can't tell you the love I have for Syracuse University and Syracuse. When I picked Syracuse as the place I wanted to live a long time ago with Rick Pitino and our wives, and they picked Paris, Bermuda, and California, I picked Syracuse. They all walked away. <laughs> Guess what? I'm still here. Thank you. That is hell of a sign off. Hell of a sign-off today from the Hall of Famer. On this hour, brought to you by William Mittar. Still got to pay the bills. 444-444. Hurt in a car. Call William Mittar. One final break. What's on tap for the weekend when we come back after this? It is QSportsTalk.com and ESPN Radio.